Why don't we ask Brad Wirra? Terrific player for Footscray and Fremantle, and as mentioned, heavy involvement in the game. He joins us now ahead of round 24, the final round of the AFL home and away season. Good morning, Brad. Morning, gents. How do you think um, the game is placed to have a 100-goal season player again? Brad, it used to happen routinely, and now it's uh, it's as rare as hen's teeth. It is, and I was listening uh, just off air there to, to chat about it. Get on board with the Carlton bandwagon. Come on, let's get Charlie <laughs> to 100. That'll be romantic. Clear the Ford uh, 50. Yeah, too right. Uh, and then uh, my mind wandered. I once uh, was on the receiving end of Jason Dunstall picking 17 at Waverley. Oh. Uh, not personally, but uh, just in the in the game. Todd Curley, I think, manned him up for nine of those. Speaking of drive-bys, there's one. <laughs> um, but uh, the game now has changed, as you were speaking about, and I think it's much more difficult uh, for the big key forwards uh, to get on the uh, you know, big scores of goals. Uh, would I see it changing or would I like to see it change? Yeah, I would, because I think we all like to go to the game and watch lots of goals being hit. And uh, it's good for the game to have these big key forwards to kick lots of goals. and That's what entices people, entices young men and women to, to play the game. But I think the way it's, it's played now, it's going to be a challenge and, and I tend to agree with the other experts on it may we may have seen the last hundred gamer. I feel if hundred dollars. Some, if someone's going to do that, Brad, that it could be a Cameron or a Kurnow because they have the ability with their aerobic capacity to work up the ground and almost overwhelm their opponent. They can kick goals from outside fifty. They can play close to goal. They can kick goals from close range as well. If we're going to see it, it's probably those two, isn't it? Charlie Kurnow and Jeremy Cameron. I think you're right on the type on the type of player. Well, what that does to their bodies and what the game at, at the breakneck speed that it's being played at, it's just so difficult to to play. You know, you spoke about a 24-round season, and, and I'm not sure on, on those two boys' exact stats, but it's a challenge to get up week in, week out, and continue to play at the high, high speed that they do and the aerobic capacity that they play at. Uh, that's the other challenge of the game once upon a time, and I, and I spoke about the dance school, and no disrespect to those, but the game was... A lot different back then, not only played, but the physical attributes of players. So that's the other thing to keep you, keep the body on the ground. And we speak about, uh, I think it was Paul Roos who coined the phrase of, you know, give me my best 22 for the longest and I'll win you the premiership. I think that's the same with the forwards, give them the best forward on the ground for as long uh, and you'll kick you the most goals. Uh, Brad, your old team, Footscray or uh, the Western Bulldogs as we know now, they're a bit of a frustrating mob to follow. Do you think? <laughs> uh, they are indeed, aren't they? Um, up and down and uh, frustrating with, with their last couple of weeks. And then when they get it and click, they're just a, a beautiful team to watch and, mm. and really difficult to play uh, against. Uh, so I think that's the thing as as a past player, a supporter of the game and, uh, and you know, wanting to see the best players, you know, Bontempelli and Co to, uh, to play... Uh, finals footy, that's the frustrating part. Is Luke Beveridge under pressure if the Bulldogs miss the finals? Brad, I mean, all the talk this week, heading into to West Coast and the Bulldogs, it was, well, Adam Simpson's the man under pressure, and by the final siren, it was Luke Beveridge who was the man under pressure. Changes in a heartbeat, doesn't it? You can sort of go in and uh, and be all roses and come out with, uh, you know, as you said, being completely under the pump. I, I think... Uh, Boards and clubs look longer term, and Beveridge has got a, a, a lot of credits uh, on his on his side. Uh, however, you do have to continue to, to 
perform. It's, uh, there's 18 jobs. It's an elite competition. Uh, and, and he will be under pressure if he doesn't make it. I don't think under pressure to lose his job, but under pressure that 2024 becomes yeah. considerably more uh, important than maybe a, uh, a finish seventh winner final uh, perspective. Daunting task to go to Alphabet Stadium down in Geelong. It's tough down there, but Geelong may help a little bit. There's, it seems as though they've got a few blokes that they're giving a rest to. Yeah, they will. Oh, they have. And it's never easy uh, down at the Cattery. Um, I think the Bulldogs will get that done. And then it's uh, one of those what-ifs with, with other results and how does it work and where do they finish Uh Geelong have been a wonderful team, and, and I got them got them wrong. But back to my point, injuries have, have got them, and, and form as well. But most of the injuries of not being able to have continuity. Uh, I think the Bulldogs will win down there this weekend. Uh, they have more to play for, and having been in a spot where it's a bit of a, a, nothing, a nothing game on the other side, uh, I think uh, the Bulldogs will get it done. Uh, Brad, you would have played a kid in your park many times in your, your playing days at Footscray and Fremantle. What makes the ground so difficult? We had Doug Hawkins on our station last week, Bulldogs champion, and he said that him and Ted Witten, two of the great figures in the club's history, played 23 games combined down there and had one win. What makes it such a tough place to win? Oh, I think the home ground advantage and the home crowd, the, the, the actual uh, dimensions and, and the like of the ground... You know, players get used to those. Uh, that's just a timing thing for the Hawk. We, we had a pretty good success rate down there under Wallace. Uh, just to chase Peter Riccardi uh, around and, and Ronnie Burns. There's a few names from the past. But uh, uh, they're just you know, a wonderful team and, and a wonderful club that just continue to uh, recruit really well, Don't, never seem to bottom out. Uh, fabulous pillars or fabulous leaders. Stephen Wells has done a magnificent job as they're, they're recruiting. Simon Lloyd, you know, the list goes on with uh, with people down there, and I think uh, they're just a wonderful club that's difficult to play and you know, the home ground advantage uh, that they train on, and uh, it's, uh, it can't be underestimated. Fremantle, uh, the other club that you played for, uh, they've had a pretty frustrating year. They're, uh, they're going to miss finals after such a great year last year. Do we just put this down to an off-season, or is there more to play here with Fremantle and, and their underwhelming season this year? No, I think it's just... Well, I hope it's just one, a one-off. Uh, last year, if you were being uh, really realistic, it was almost an, you know, a little bit overs of what, what, what they expected. It was a fabulous year. It's difficult in the, in the, to go to continue on. They had some key personnel uh, leave... They've had some key personnel come in. Uh, I'm not saying that the, the, the ones going out were the difference, but the ones coming in take some time to get used to it. We're seeing Jackson evolve. Uh, look, I think it's a one-off. I think they've got some wonderful, wonderful young talent that are getting used to playing with each other. We see, I uh, think there was a, a, the under-22s, All-Australian was named. Fremantle got four in that uh, just recently. They've got some great uh, um, youngsters still to come back in. I think Fremantle will be okay. This one's obviously a disappointing season to not make the finals, but I still think the infrastructure build, which long-term Simon Garlick and Peter Bell are doing, and, and Justin, uh, is sound. And, and I think we'll see Fremantle return to finals. Uh, captaincy situation, do need a change? At Freo? Yep. No, I don't think so. I think Alex, uh, uh, again, a learning thing with that. Uh, I think he'll be fine for another year. And I think that that if, 
uh, not that I'm privy to any of that, but I, I would have thought that their board and their leadership uh, off-field stuff would be, Alex is our man for a couple of years, and I'd be surprised if they haven't ever shared that with him. And then the obvious ones of, you know, you build a sarong and, and Brayshaw into those roles. Uh, no, I think you know, I think Alex uh, stays for another year. What about their ruck situation? They've got two outstanding ruckmen. Luke Jackson's been brilliant in the last month with Sean Darcy out for the year with an ankle injury. Uh, is it possible to continue to have those two and have them both play a, a big role in the ruck in the one side? Or is that, that role of, of two genuine rucks in a team maybe gone past AFL clubs these days? Oh, I don't think so. Not with the two that they've got. And I think I said uh, on e- on air last time uh, about the the same situation with Darcy and and Jackson. Uh, they're wonderful players and wonderful uh, weapons for for Fremantle. I'd be keeping them both and and learning and building your game plan around them. Uh, I think Jackson has the ability to go f- to go forward as well as does Darcy. We forget that uh, I think a couple of years ago in his best and fairest year, he, he, he kicked twenty odd goals. Which is, which is quite nice for your ruck change. Now, I'd be keeping them. There's a lot of uh, rhetoric in the media. Yeah, sure, you'd get some nice draft picks for, for him. I think he's uh, a great attribute for Fremantle uh, and uh, build around him and the on-board brigade that you've got, him and Jackson. I think that's their longer-term go. Brad Burris with us on Sports Breakfast, former uh, Fremantle and, and Footscray player. We're uh, chatting uh, AFL ahead of round 24 the final round of the home and away season. What about the Eagles? They're uh, they're in a situation now where they're going to farewell three greats of the club on Saturday night. Nick Natanui won't play, but Luke Shuey and Shannon Hearn play their final games in blue and gold, and the future of the coach is undecided. It's about to be a new era marched into the Eagles' uh, four walls, Brad. It is indeed, and, and what wonderful servants of the game those three have been. I was talking to my 13-year-old, and if we didn't have our, our own sporting uh, finals on Sunday, we would... I would go. I want. I said it'd be a good, fantastic to uh, to go and see those three and farewell them. You know, as you said, Nick's not playing. It's a changing of the guard. Uh, it happens. You know, great saying. We're all just passing through, but they've been wonderful servants of uh, of the West Coast, and they're a wonderful club. Yeah, they've had their challenges. Uh, they've been a big part. Those three, a big part of successful eras. Uh, be great for, and I'm sure they will. The Eagles uh, public will get out and, and and farewell them in style. Their off-field stuff, they're a strong club. They'll work through this. Uh, we can see how quickly it can turn around. We can see, we spoke about the Bulldogs and, and West Coast game on the weekend and how quickly uh, that could turn from pre to post. They've still got some really good players, and we saw that with Cripps and McGovern and Joe, obviously before he got injured, uh, how quickly they can they can help a young brigade come along. Uh, I think I would have uh, I would have liked Luke to go, Luke Shuey to go on again. You don't want you know, hundreds and hundreds of games to uh, to walk out your door. Hopefully he stays on in some capacity off-field to help these younger younger ones come through. They'll be all right, West Coast. They'll get their uh, their pillars in order, whether that's Adam or not, uh, and um, uh, they'll rebuild pretty quickly. Does it frustrate you, as someone who's played the game and given all of yourself in every game that you've played, does it frustrate you, the conversation around, oh, why did the Eagles try and win last week? They won't get pick one. It would have been better for them to throw the game. Does that frustrate you as a former player who knows how tough the game is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the, the amount of questions that I think uh, well, I've had recently over that one was, uh, you, you cast your mind back. Uh, we uh, won, uh, well, we played Geelong, in, and they call it the Hazelby game, uh, down in, in Geelong where... Um, uh, we, Jamie changed a few things around, but uh, to, to try and 
uh, win the game, and that's what you're trying to do as, as, as coaches and players this year. Why did you win? Why did you lose? You, you just can't do it. The game is too too clever for that, too hard for that. So, uh, yeah, they're going out every 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 minute of the game to, to try and win the boys, and, and that's that's what West Coast did last week. Brad, who's your premiership favourite right now? Collingwood are, are fading. They're still top of the ladder, but um, Bruce been affirming for top two, which gives them two potential... Uh, finals at the Gabba could be a qualifying and a preliminary final. Who's firming for the flag? Yeah, I think it's uh, for me. It's Brisbane, Melbourne. Uh, the the two finals at at home for Brisbane are, are going to be uh, a great advantage. They've earned those, uh, and so that's not a that's not a crack at them. And that's what you that's what it is. The advantage of top four, especially for the interstaters, is uh, is huge. We've seen that locally here. Uh, with West Coast and, and Fremantle. Uh, but, uh, I think um, Brisbane would be my favourite, as you're asking me right now, for that fact. Home home final, home prelim, and then come to the G. Uh, and they've got some really, really strong key forwards that I think in finals, yes, they'll have to stand up, but I think those two in, in Hipwood and Danaher will, uh, will be really really powerful uh, combination very impressive last week against Collingwood uh, down in in Melbourne at Docklands Brad always nice to chat the game with you thanks for your time and thanks for joining us on Sports Breakfast no problems yes have a good day you too Brad Wera with us here on Sport FM